0: time for another round of G's bbq and a putting florida barbecue on the map my name is steve sutton across from me the pitmaster, oh. gary park hello owner of g's slow smoked barbecue in orange park florida where man if uh if you haven't stopped by in the last couple of weeks right we a lot of stuff going on around here
1: yeah there's a lot of stuff actually man i tell um, you what well, we had a was that some lady tried to swing by a day i don't know What's her name?
0: Yeah, but she was an uninvited guest. <laughs> yes. And so we sent her off to the West.
1: We didn't invite her to the podcast.
0: But uh, <laughs> we, got, we got the podcast going on. The, the Facebook page always available for you to check out. Gee Slow Smoked Barbecue, where uh, you can find connections on how to get to other episodes of BBQ and A. Also available on Spotify yes. or wherever find podcasts are served there's live bingo going on on saturday nights yeah. uh starting to book some really great live music acts coming up throughout the uh, rest of the summer and the fall too cliff dorsey's going to be back on stage yeah. on september 22nd yeah.
1: well, i think everybody enjoyed him
0: i think it was a great night of music so yeah. really really it's a good idea always be in touch with the facebook page just to check out what's going on and uh you right. know keep in touch with uh how florida barbecue gets put on the map right. now one thing I wanted to talk, and and I'm throwing this one at you because I love throwing your curveballs. <laughs> on this one, we have talked about different ways to cook everything. We've talked about tri-tip, we've talked about brisket, we've talked about pork butts, we've talked about how to handle uh, pork ribs, right. on the on the smoker, or uh, if you if you're going to do it on a uh, you know something like a Weber kettle. Right. Different methods of cooking. Well, the one that has kind of interested me, and I've just been nosing around on some other. Uh, barbecue podcasts mm-hmm. and the great unheralded protein of our day and age <laughs> i think is the chicken thigh right because well for a long time you mm. know we were a couple years ago right around super bowl we were right. you know and the the news was crushing us telling us that well good lord america's about to run out of chicken wings right what are we gonna do yeah you know yeah. i don't think we ever did run out of chicken wings but at the same time, it opened a gateway to uh, to the very unappreciated protein that is chicken thighs. Well,
1: yeah, you know, you say that, but that's my favorite part of the chicken, the chicken thigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actually, I love the chicken thigh. Um, you know, when we do competition cooking, if we end up if we're in an actual cook cookoff, um, you know, that's one of the proteins you have to do is chicken, and I'm and probably. I'm going to say, I don't know, 85, 90% of the guys do chicken thighs. Well,
0: That's it's, we it's so easy to you dry know. out a drumstick. Right. It, it's it's wings, I'm not saying they're a crapshoot. Right. But when you're at a competition level,
1: everything's got to be spot on. Right. So with the chicken thigh, it's more forgiving due to, you know, as moisture, it's a more moist piece of, uh, piece of meat. Um, dark meat, um, like I said, it's my favorite. So it's one that everybody, I think, leans to when it comes to you know, what they want to put in that box.
0: Yeah. So Well, I, I think one of the things, too, is that now that the popularity of the chicken thigh has increased, and I would say it's exponentially gone up in the last five oh, years, man. but especially lately for folks that are cooking in the backyard or uh, mm. in the kitchen, I think the chicken thigh, and now you will find boneless, skinless right. chicken thighs because right. in a competition situation, which, you know what, if you, if you choose to engage in that, you have to have a certain deftness with a paring knife yes to be able to to make the make the chicken thigh the way you want it. It's very tedious to I'm meet tell the
1: competition. You. That's the worst part. I, I I love a chicken thigh but I don't like cleaning it. Yeah. To be honest, for competition cooking.
0: <laughs> well, I mean when when competition comes around, you 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 can't have any cartilage caps on it. Right. You know, a right. lot of guys to remove the bone the, uh, take the bone out yep. and then they put it back in for the flavor. They'll end up doing a wrap kind of yep, with the yep. uh, with the piece of meat. Same thing with the skin. Right. They'll cut the whole. They'll take the entirety of the skin off it, yep. and then they basically flay
1: the fat off the back, make it look like a piece of onion paper.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's it's it takes a ton of a yeah. ton of chops to yeah. do it, but it's not hard to do. No, especially when your 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 grocery store butcher has them a lot of the times pre packaged. Costs a little bit more. But at the same time, it takes a lot of the labor out of it. Right. And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I, I won't, I'm never going to say anything bad about cooking in the backyard. But let's just say <laughs> that the, the stringent rules and conditions. For a competition cook, uh, really don't apply in your backyard.
1: No, they that's, don't.
0: See, that's the nice thing. You that's, cook in the backyard, right. and somebody don't like you, you. Tell them to gas it up. Right. You know, suck a lemon and head down the road, pal. <laughs> but um,
1: get back on your trike and get out of here. Yeah,
0: because you, <laughs> mm, you didn't you didn't bring to you know, contribute anything to the cause anyway. <laughs>
1: you're, not, you're not in Avondale. Get on back cook. So to.
0: let's let's take a look at you know uh, basically. Right. The prep for you as a competition uh, pitmaster, right? Tell
1: us how you get ready. Well, for what, chicken thighs, you know, and believe it or not, there's actually uh, different. Uh, I guess if you want to call uh, brands out there or um, the ones that suppliers, I guess. Mm. And one of the go-to's I used to always go with was to Publix, and get the Greenwise, uh, yeah, chicken thighs. So <clears throat> that you know they're supposedly free range and. and don't have all the other uh add-ons. antibiotics and yeah. add-ons to it um and the chicken you know and, and truthfully i don't know that that's really made a huge difference i've seen teams you know good teams win with with uh, uh you know Greenwise, and i think the other ones are some prairie i'm not sure if it's prairie fresh or uh even even the um what's the most famous um one skipping this, it's slipping me out and by right now.
0: Well, I know Tyson has, well, has Tyson, a lot. Well, Tyson, yeah, mm-hmm. um,
1: and Purdue. No, Well,
0: yeah. you know, uh, since you mentioned Purdue, yeah, uh, I. I I blame Purdue for a lot of problems in this country. Back when I was a little boy, I remember i remember Frank Purdue was doing his own radio commercials. Frank and he had this crackly <laughs> little high voice, and he sounded the way that you think a chicken would sound if the chicken was doing the commercial. Well, there you go. And, and, and he talked about it, and he's talking about how they're eating marigold petals and all that stuff. Oh Personally, I think old Frank was slipping a little something in the chicken water. Uh-oh. Because all of a sudden, from the time that I left Brookmont Elementary School in the sixth grade— <laughs> Back next year to Western Junior High School for the seventh grade. M girls had boobies and stuff on them. Whoa. And I was like, Lord have mercy. Eating is chicken going, thighs. They had no idea, but they was eating a lot of chicken. And I'm going, Frank? <laughs> was it, the old buzzard? Was it, how and, many how many KFCs were around? <laughs> Frank looked like a chicken, by the way. And, and and I mean he let's face it, the Eastern Shore of Maryland, the protein there is either pig or chicken. Right. And, and the Purdue family and Purdue Farms has become so huge
1: is that where they that's where
0: they're from salisbury maryland oh and they you know started off as you know frank's little chicken farm on the shore and it got bigger and bigger and bigger of course demand for chicken has gone up right i mean in the last you know in the last 50 years it's gone through the roof because this used to be a beef and a burger country yep and then burger king and mcdonald's and these fast food chains were looking for something else to, to bring more people in yep and that's when the emphasis and the priority went on the birds but not about frank purdue and his right. uh, his his muscle chickens <laughs> um but so you you would do the start off with something that is yeah less
1: yeah basically what i would try to do steve is um when you go looking out look at the consistency too of, of the package you know in the, in the greenwise case there was like i think there's four to a pack so i would look at the weights of each one so if you had to turn in a box of eight you'd easily go in minimum of probably 12 to 16 and pick the best eight once you cook on the yeah. box from so i'd buy a few packs of them but what i try to do is look at the size consistency of it and the, the weight of the actual pack so if you got one that's very similar then your thighs are probably going to be all close to the same size mm-hmm. and one that's really important too when you're building your box so that they um, um you don't got too big one a small one right so the consistency looks nice in presentation as well so that's how I kind of started off with that. Um, but once you do that, like you said, it gets very tedious as far as actual mm-hmm. start cleaning the, each chicken thigh. Um, it's my least favorite of, of doing anything when it comes to the cook. But, um, yeah, you basically pull the skins clean off. Mm-hmm. Um, clean, the, Peel the fat off. you basically in the fat off. Get you a good sharp knife, you know, like a small fillet knife or whatever you're comfortable with. But something you can actually fillet with. Because yeah. it's really fatty is what it is on the back of that skin that you're getting off. Um, but, you know, I know there's some guys that leave it on and cook it enough that what you're really looking for is bite-through right. skin. Is, is is what you a good, moist piece of chicken that's done, and then a bite-through if you're going to have a bite on it. Right. And I've seen some turn them in with no skins on them that look like they had skin. You know, once they glaze them, it's hard to tell, to
0: be that's, honest. That's a tough choice to make on yes, the pitmasters part. very tough. Since you don't want to be I've never way done way that. you don't want to be way way different from what the kind of standard is right. because I, well, there's one thing judges don't like to do and as, uh, as I have maintained my amateur judge status right. throughout my uh, barbecue career <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, we 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 do not like change right we want everybody playing on an equal field yeah. on a pretty level field yep. so if you're out at one out of you know 25 pitmasters and you roll in there with no skin on it I think sometimes with a lot of judges, that's gonna turn them off a little bit. right? Because they're looking for that bite. They're looking for that little crispiness. Like you said, the onion paper, the onion skin paper, just a little bit of crispy to bite through it and get skin, meat, and all the flavoring and everything. And
1: and you're right, Steve. And as you know, there again with almost anything, judging's very subjective. So Mm -hmm. what's awesome to you, it may not be that awesome to the, the judge sitting next to you. Right. So, you know, when you make those decisions, you're right. It's decision you have to make. Um, obviously, hopefully, way beforehand, not last minute. <laughs> right. So you have a kind of a game plan going into it, like um, you know most teams do. Um, I probably wasn't the most organized one, where I kept a pile of notes. I just kind of knew what I was wanting to do and did yeah. it. You know. Um, and it goes with time. Everything's different. Like you and I've talked about many times. Is um, each cook is different. I think each piece of meat's different. So you can get a good window as far as time and cook, but. That'll vary as well, you know. But as far as the chicken, yep. Yeah, you know, once you get that skin right, then really trimming it down, man. I always left the bone in. Mm-hmm. They got the, what they call a piece of oyster on there that you would kind of cut off that piece of meat. Any <sighs> fat pockets or fat you would remove. Literally, I would actually on each end of the bone sometime, I would literally take my knife and, and, just, and square it off. Yeah. I literally squared it off. Right. So you have a – it literally looks like a little muffin. Yeah. If, honestly. And don't even look like a looks like a biscuit. Yeah. Don't even you know, there again. You know, Meyer Mixon's favorite thing was he come up with the muffin pan chicken. Right. If you remember that. And that's so. That's yeah. pretty brilliant. It is because once it cooks in there, it's going to form to that consistency. Of now you got, you know, eight or however many pieces of perfectly formed square or rectangle, whatever shape they are, yeah. or even round ones. I've seen round done, nice round ones mm-hmm. done, um, especially KCBS because you build a box with garnish and they they only require six pieces in there okay so you probably got room to put a nice six pieces if you did a round one mm-hmm. you know i've never really done round i've always done a pretty um standard uniform uniform square, square at all yeah. and and really um i could always get pretty good on appearance but man i tell you cooking that chicken much you cook it you think it'd be easy
0: Oh gosh, that's a no! Tough,
1: that's tough. Tough one to hit, man, with the tenderness and the bite they're looking for,
0: and also making sure the doneness is there. Yes, because that's a real easy piece to undercook for not yep. wanting to make it too crispy on the outside. Yeah,
1: I tell you, man, I did a I did a cook matter of fact. I think it was the Jacksonville Backyard Championships. You remember those? Those mm-hmm. were pretty fun. I think Cole Pepper put on the yeah. Daniels kids, and I I remember doing a cook. And I can't remember. I think I may have won that one that particular year, but. But i've always tried my chicken where i done a, my chicken thighs and i said you know what i'm gonna do like a chicken breast and i have my, my my uh wasn't a pit boss then it was um the bar- the pit barrel yeah. smoker i had a pit barrel smoker when they first came out and man i had a beautiful chicken a whole chicken breast i mean and it was the 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 breast of it was beautiful and moist and juicy yeah i took that thing and made like medallions in it and lined the center of it with the shit they still didn't give me good marks on that really it really that it bewildered me i am be honest with you because i thought it was like when you picked it up it just melted in your mouth they still didn't give me i didn't get the best marks <laughs> on it i know man I, so i'm like really you know so you never know when you went with cook-offs and judging man i
0: tell you yeah. it's uh Well, the problem with that, too, is there are a lot of judges, especially in the amateur world where where I live, that let's just say that they don't really follow the rules and they get there pretty liquored up. True, and they're going to have a preconceived notion. That's true. And they're having a bad day because the wife's mad because you left all day long when you got chores piled up at the house, and you're going to sit around and drink you're a and eat. Barbecue cook you. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't t- come up with something better than that, fellas. I mean, even if you if you're going to tell a lie, which you probably will anyway, make sure it's a good one because you're going to catch hell when you get home anyway, and you you know that going into it. You just get liquored up man you, you know and they, and they just get tapped up out of their heads oh yeah and then they come back and they say well honey i was outside volunteering at the church and i got sun poisoning <laughs> you smell like a distillery oh <laughs> uh, it's from last week when yeah
1: well let me ask you this in your experience because you judged you know quite a few things that i was involved with too um and it could have been on the when you get to a certain level as far as like you know what they call professional or or, or um backyard yeah um when you get the professional, if it's done right, then it's actually certified-type judges, supposedly. Right. Where, the, where like, in your case, you've probably done a lot of the backyard yeah. stuff, you know. But have you actually judged where someone was pretty lit up? Uh, really? Yes. Really? Yes. See, that's not really fair to the to It's the not team. fair to the pitmaster. It really isn't. Right. It really and
0: isn't. I, years and years ago, same event, mm-hmm. uh, I ended up being on a judging team. Uh, and I'm not going to name names, but he was... <laughs> A first round draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> he went to Texas A and M, oh. so I'm thinking here's somebody who knows way around. Sure, what barbecue's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And big, big, tall young man. Okay, 200. You know, he was three and a quarter. Wow, easy. Well, or so I thought. We're sitting down before, and he was you know drinking drinking some water, cleanse the palate, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, I said, I looked at him, and I said, "You ready to eat?" And he goes, "You know, I have the." darnedest time keeping weight on and i'm sitting there going all right you just got drafted in the first round by a professional football team as an offensive line oh did i spill that beans <laughs> i guess i did um and i said you have trouble keeping weight on he says it's all i can do to stay north of 300 and the kid's six seven. wow and a first no like holy moly i want to get somebody you draft somebody on an offensive line I want you to have wings as long as a banquet table i want right. your arms sticking out that far right and i want you to sit there and go you know i can't have another bowl full of uh nanner pudding i'm 336 <laughs> now and coach says i gotta be a 330 by camp so
1: basically he he he, he just didn't want to he was there because of the
0: cause and which you know what i applaud him and way to get yourself out there but don't be telling a drunk fat ass i mean a gentleman right. such as myself right. that you can have trouble staying over 300 pounds well, welcome to the day after Thanksgiving right. for me. Right. Yeah. But there, there, there have been a number of people that were just overserved to the point where I don't think they could have recognized, uh, uh, um, let's just say, a Myron Mixon quality chicken right. thigh and everything that went into it. Right. If if a plain load of them dropped on right. top of them, right? And, I, and you're right, that is not fair. No. to the the teams. There's
1: a lot of time. There's a lot of. Uh, well, a lot of time, money invested, in yeah. just getting to the to the site, you know, and into the cook-off. So, I'm not including anything else, man. Right. Literally, uh, you can, you know, depending on what level you're at, I'll just say that, you know, easily $500 to $1,000 in entry <sighs> fees and food meets, yeah. not including a lot of the extra stuff that goes into it. You know, what I mean, truthfully, and so for. That happened. That's that's the sad part about judging. It's changed so much, I believe, over the years. You know, I'm a certified, you know, uh, uh, FBA, uh, not KCBS, but uh, but um, Florida Barbecue Association, Florida Barbecue yeah. FBA, and then then a you know SCA state uh, judge and stuff. So, um, you know, I've always been when I've a few times I have judged. Um, you know, I really try to be fair. And, right. and non-partial even if I knew because I can look at something and sometimes um if I've done the judging I can look at a box if it looks really just good to me I'm gonna give it a good score no matter what right um now how it tastes sometimes that's hard to say it could look good not taste good and vice versa <laughs> it could not the, look good in the box yeah. presentation but tastes delicious yeah and that's really what you, where you're at you want your taste and tenderness to hit yeah. That's your biggest march. To where
0: or. your teeth go in the top, yeah. your tongue's on the bottom, and you just go, dang. Yeah. That's tasty. Yeah. All right. So we got the chicken thigh cleaned up. Mm-hmm. You are a fan of cooking it in a muffin pan. I have, yes. I mean, is, yes. would you think as far as, far as maybe a, be- a beginner? Mm-hmm. Would that be the place to start
1: you know what I think so man I think it's um it's not you know, cheating no it's not cheating at all uh, I think if you start off there and once you do it a time or two then do do your own thing after that if you want to f- shape them and form them put them right on the grate you know more power to you a lot of people but normally a lot of people take them in the muffin pan put add butter with it mm-hmm. the seasoning after you after you done put your dry rub and seasonings to it I actually will take the skin before I put it on put dry rub on the meat put the skin over that in between mm. so you got rub in between and then season the top again because you can get that color right and then when you put it in the muffin pan um then you basically put a piece of butter in there with it you can probably take like a um well you can do squirt butter just squirt around right. it, smoke it then they'll pull it out um once it's done to the coast of the temp that you want you know obviously over 165 but there again like you said there's that fine line of not drying it out too right because it is going to be smaller by the time you trimmed all the fat and crap off of mm. it so once you do that you basically are pulling it off now once you pull it off then that's when you need to go and have your sauce ready heat it up because then you're going to want to dip it individually mm. all the way down you're going to dunk it pull it back off and you are going to have a grate ready like a like right a a screen, cookie grate, like a yeah. cookie like a good cookie grate um put it on there individually spread it out a little bit and put it back on the smoker now you want your glaze and all to start setting up
0: right now
1: what glaze you use god lord there's piles of them out there yeah we've been (laughs) make your own i mean truthfully so but you know once you get that in practice a few times then you can start working on your temperatures that you want looking Mm. at the because with with appearance you eventually you're going to find something that you really like that the the nice color that you like but it's really getting that taste and tenderness that you want. Right, it's the hardest part for me. So.
0: And they, they will come together. Yeah. You know, the most important thing is to be patient. Just do it. You know, another Just do it. Uh, another great thing uh, if if you if you don't want to go the smoke way, and I've seen a bunch of different I've seen a bunch of different videos for people mm-hmm. that will get the boneless, skinless, okay, uh, okay. chicken thigh, and this is when they bring out the blackstone, the flat oh. top. Oh. And, I heard someone got one. Uh, yeah, as soon as he gets out there and gets that dang thing seasoned, can start cooking. It's just been so god awful hot, man. And you know, we're going to have those days. We've had a few mornings where it was in the in the mid to upper 60s oh. and it was nice, and the dogs hanging yeah. out and howling yeah. at the ambulance and the police cars that go by. I live in the hood, and uh, <laughs> you know, so it's it's going to get there. But basically, it was making a uh, like a a, a, a ramen. Uh, dish like you get from a Chinese restaurant. Right. You basically, you get your, you get, you cook your ramen noodles, you cook them ahead of time. Okay. You start off with cooked chicken breasts oh. on the flat top and you cut them up to where you want them to be. Then you do your vegetables. So it's kind of like a stir fry? It's style? very much a stir fry. And right. then at the end, the last thing that, uh, that you toss over is the noodles and you bring everything together just like they do oh, man. at the uh, tapanyaki restaurants. That. And all day long. All day long. Wow. So it just, it just.
1: That's not a hard meal either. No. And it's Mm -hmm. real nice
0: because you know what? If you want to, if you have somebody in the family that doesn't want to eat the chicken, you still got vegetables stirred in. Right. I would think using things like uh, maybe a little bit of mushroom, maybe uh, onions, uh, uh, some zucchini. Yeah. You know, or even a yellow squash. Yeah. I think they all work good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, or if you want, you can just go over there to uh, University Boulevard, go to Ying's Chinese Takeouty, and uh, they make fierce lo over there too. But I'm talking about the adventure of having it from the backyard and making enough for the you know for the entire crowd. So definitely, I think chicken thighs are a, a good a good thing to get good at. Right. Just because they're they're generally for the most part they're much less expensive. Then even where chicken wings have got got ridiculous for a long time and you saw restaurants that were serving them up for a dollar 25 each and i'm thinking you know 40 years ago outside of buffalo new york nobody knew what to do with a chicken wing right 45 years ago they were throwing them in the grinder and making them into feed and making them into dog food (laughs) into you know into old roy for uh, you know for for the walmart right but as as Beef and other proteins got more expensive. Chicken still lagged behind, but then everybody decided they liked chicken wings, and even got to the point where Wingstop added chicken thighs to their regular menu, so you could get your wing, your uh, chicken thighs tossed in any of the sauces that they had right. for chicken wings. So play around and find out. I think that's one of the biggest keys that we try to teach you about here on BBQ and A. Is that yeah, don't be scared don't to be try scared. some stuff out. Right. You know, because you're never gonna get you're but, never you're never gonna get good if you don't try no, it.
1: You know, and too the thing, Steve, is um, you and I can sit here and, and, and talk twenty, you know, five or thirty minutes about um, you know, in this case chicken thighs, ribs, brisket doesn't matter. You know, we really are just touching and scratching the surface, truthfully. Right. Um there's a lot that goes into it. Um you know, it would take us several hours probably to really sit down and do it, describe and plan out a whole cook as far as when it comes to a brisket or something. Right. Truthfully, or at least an hour. So, you know, what we try to tell you guys I mean, if, if you're even partially a griller or a smoke cooker, um, as you already know, there's 10, there's thousands yeah. of rubs and sauces and just different ways to do things out there. And, but, you know, like you said, make it your own. Practice, make it your own. We can definitely guide, like you said, you could call, you know, message us. We'll be glad to um, answer some questions. Heck, you can if you're local here in Orange Park, you can come in. Ask for me if I'm around. I'd, de- I'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Um, you know we got events coming up. Um, on our patio. Um, I think we're gonna do one on tri-tip. Obviously, so be ready.
0: Uh, tri-tip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, this just this was, this was just one of those accidental things. it's like, how about a tri-tip cooking competition? Yeah. At the backyard level. You know. That'd be fun. And the biggest thing that that I was the my problem, and I say it was a problem. I was scared to try. Right and it's just you get over that hump and realize this is about this is about food which yeah. is about community and family and right. fun right. and having a good time and not getting stressed out over it yep. you know so it's every episode on whatever level it is is an invitation for you yep. to take the next step and maybe become you know bring your game up just a little bit right. learn how to do new things and not be afraid of doing new things if you want to ask about anything yep. go to uh, go to the G slow smoke barbecue Facebook page like the page and send a message with your question you know, yep. or say uh, thoughts or ideas for the podcast. Right. What do you guys think about such? We'll be more than happy to uh, to share that with you. Give you a little bit of love in the meantime, too. Oh, definitely. Always putting in Florida barbecue on the map. G's, B, B, Q, and A. Available wherever fine podcasts are served on a regular basis. Thank you so much, Gary. I hope you guys check out our other episodes and you get more excited each and every single day about barbecue. We'll catch you all next time.